Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Gabe. And I love Pokemon. <laughs> it's like a support group. Yes. It's I'll bringing admit many it. people together. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Not do, me. Do you, you don't play? <laughs> no. Okay. Have, have you turned it on yet? No. Have you, have you seen I it? haven't even. I've seen other people's screenshots and <laughs> activities, but I have. it is not on my phone. <laughs> yes. It is on my phone, but I haven't figured out how to play exactly yet. Um, one, because I'm lazy and don't want to go outside. And two, because I can't figure out how to, like, throw the Pokeballs at the Pokemon and I can't catch we're, them. We're going to have a lesson as soon as this uh Yeah, because I, I tried to catch one yesterday, like, yeah, and it wasn't, I was clicking on the screen, but the ball wasn't catching it. Right. So I don't know what was happening. Right. But I like that so many people are doing it. And, like, I've seen, like, so many people, like, send um, pictures on Facebook, like, groups of people, like, oh, we're all here at this place, like, catching Pokemon, and we're meeting, and it's basically like the new Tinder. I also saw an article that said it's like the new Grinder. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, I I was too old for the first version of Pokemon. When that came out, I was in mm-hmm. college, and I'm like, I don't even know what these, you know. This I was is some like kids game. on the yeah. fence. I think I was, when Pokemon came out, I think I was about to go to high school. And I, so I saw them. I know what they are, but I just wasn't like, oh, Pokemon. Like, yeah. no, I like I, Pikachu, though. He's cute. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, so I missed it. I didn't really understand what it was about when this game came out, you know, the, it was Friday. I, I put it on my phone and, and it sat, you know, cause the server was crashed on the first yeah. day with all the people playing. <laughs> uh, but so I, I pulled up the Wikipedia page and I was reading about Pokemon just briefly. And the origin it, uh, uh, of it is that there was a game designer in Japan who saw friends that were insect collecting and going out like in the field bug collecting oh. and he wanted to make a digital version. So oh, if you think cool. of it uh, like bug collecting, mm-hmm. you know, for people who haven't played, that's kind of what yeah. that makes sense. Cause um, the animals look weird. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and they're funky and you know, you, you can play it uh, and it doesn't cost anything more than mm-hmm. the video games. So it's successful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's kind of like geocaching for people who like, Right, like GPS units and do the whole geocaching thing, except there's no prizes. Right. Oh. <laughs> You're just doing it for the hell of doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but so you asked why I put this on the agenda. Why <laughs> I did. Why on earth are we well, discussing and, this? And why it's first on why the agenda first? when well, so many other things are happening. <laughs> well, it's, it's first because even though it's clearly least important, uh, it is lighthearted. And it there's is. so much heavy stuff in the news. True. Um, and... You know, we, we gotta we gotta bring it down somehow. But my transition here uh, <laughs> is that playing this game, I've been out on my bike in my neighborhood like late at night, mm-hmm. um, and it's really sort of illustrated to me as you know a grown man on a you know, a, a grown white man yes. on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been riding around through our public park. I've been on city streets at hours that I'm normally not out on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife looks at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> I feel totally fine, confident, safe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything different than what Tamir Rice was doing. Yeah. Hanging out in the park. And I'm there yeah. at hours where you're not supposed to be in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm there after dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're slowly casing neighborhoods where yeah. I actually saw a post from a police department that was actually talking about all the other things like, you know, don't use it while actually riding your bike because that's stupid. It's actually, a little challenging, and, <laughs> but I've mastered it. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, also don't run into trees or meters cause that hurts. Right. Yes. But then also like, don't be stupid while going through a neighborhood. Like if you see a Pokemon in somebody's driveway, don't pull into their driveway. Like you're casing the house because some people right. might see that as, yeah. you know, possible criminal activity and yeah. Yeah. you doing that will have a very different reaction to, you know, yeah. Randy doing it or 
Tamir Rice doing it or, you know, any person of color out there doing it. So, right. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm out there on my bike circling blocks, mm-hmm. you know. It, and no one has called the police on you yet. No, not at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And then not in terms of a racial aspect, but in terms of a gender aspect, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be no way in hell I would let my teenage daughter wander around the city mm-hmm. park in the dark. Yeah. It's why your wife is looking like at you like you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not that I'm immune from violence yes. or attack or, you know, harassment by the police for riding a bike through a city street. But, yeah. you know, I it really illustrated very quickly in my mind, wow, mm-hmm. there are so many things that I'm able to get away with here uh, that not everybody can. And the only issue is just how people are going to look at a black person riding a bicycle down their street mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, or what is that young girl doing in the park? You know, what is she thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my transition. That's your transition. That's like. transition. From Pokemon to... Last week. Last mm-hmm. week. Um, so uh, our regular listeners will know that we didn't have a podcast last week. You two were both having fun on vacation. Yeah. I was sitting here yeah. in the office. <laughs> um, I actually recorded a podcast. Um, I had twice. Mm-hmm. Um I came in on Thursday uh, after we'd learned about Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, and I sat mm-hmm. down and recorded my thoughts, and I wasn't happy with them, so I didn't post the podcast, and then went home, and I thought, well, I'll do it again on Friday. And then mm-hmm. Thursday night, you know, me and my wife were sitting at home watching MSNBC and basically watched five cops get murdered mm-hmm. in the streets in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so I came back in on Friday, and I tried to sit down and re-record, and I still couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was really strange because I was not only on vacation, but completely out of range, cell range. So Mm -hmm. like for every once in a while, I'd get like 30 seconds of being able to see Facebook. So I like knew vaguely stuff was going on, but had no idea what. So like I came into it on Friday when we finally emerged from the woods and, you know, it all hit at once, which is a very different kind of way to to see what happened that mm-hmm. week than the one and then the other and then the Dallas, you know, and, right. and how that yeah. kind of built. So it was a very different, like, whoa, holy shit. Like, can I go back in the woods now? Uh, <laughs> kind of yeah. uh, kind of moment. But yeah, it's, and actually um, I have people, Facebook friends who were down there, like Facebook. In you know, Dallas? To, yeah, in yeah. Dallas mm-hmm. at the protest, that, oh, okay. you know. Saying, you know, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm hiding somewhere, but holy shit, yeah. what the hell? Like, we don't, nobody has any idea what's going on. I mean, and that was really what it was. Like, at that point, right. no one had any idea right. what the hell was happening. Well, it wasn't any fun watching it live. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. No. No. I think I saw, like, the, in, like, after it had already happened, because I wasn't at home, I was like, me and my mom had gone to the movies, so then when we came back, and she doesn't have MSNBC, like, at her house. She just has basic cable. So she has, like, CNN. But um, so I got on my computer to watch MSNBC, and I saw it, and I was just like, wow. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and, like, everything with um, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling, like, I didn't see it initially um, because, again, we are on vacation, so I wasn't, like, looking constantly mm-hmm. Um, so then when I saw it, I was just like, yeah, I was trying really hard not to watch, and I was trying really hard not to watch any of the videos, but then if you watch the news, like, right. yeah. they show it, I mean, it's, right. yeah, right. so you can't get away from it, because they're always showing it. Right. Well, that's one of my biggest, like, how do they not understand the trauma they're causing by doing that? Yes. You know, like you're, this isn't a mo- And I think this is one of those places, you know, I'm definitely not one you're of those people. You're talking about causing trauma by showing the videos yes. on the news. Yes. Got it. Okay. And like, you know, all these people are saying we're desensitized to violence because of violent movies and violent video games and all but, these people who are like trying to censor us. That, definitely not in that camp. But yeah. I think 
you know, because of the 24 hour news cycle and, you know, people's appetite to see everything, you know, social media has, you know, kind of pushed us into like, I know every aspect of your life. I know what you ate for breakfast this morning because you put a picture of it on Facebook. And so now we expect to see everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, over and over again, I mean, this is not a movie. This is not a TV with a plot line. It, it's actual person dying yeah or the aftermath with the philander the no um, the fiance you know live facebooking Mm -hmm. right you know the aftermath of a actual human being dead yes and the fact that they just play it over and over even with the whole like well you might want to turn away you know yeah it doesn't matter because you're still turning it on you're still there we've fetishized yeah especially black men yes. getting killed yeah, and play it over and over and over again on exactly. TV. Like it's not real. Exactly. I, I don't know where the balance is because that's, that's definitely, you know, a negative aspect of fetishization, mm-hmm. if that's a word. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things, you know, where we all need to know mm-hmm. exactly what happened to these two men. Yeah. Um, you know, because of the, Otherwise, our our understanding of what that situation was and mm-hmm. what our problems are um, is not going to be an accurate picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think you could show leading up, like right up to it or right up. Like I think, because I'm, I'm remembering back, I think it was a college basketball game during the NCAA finals where like somebody came really hard down on his on his leg and like the compound fractured his leg in front of the cameras. Oh my God. And like ESPN showed it in real time because it was happening. But like every single other news channel, everything else like showed right up to the moment he did it, but then blurred out what was actually happening. You know, like, so we're, we're, yeah. we can't show this guy breaking his leg because it's too gory or gross, but we're going to show over and over and over and over again, this right. guy getting killed by the police. It's, so yeah. it's just, I don't know, it just strikes me as, right. and I do agree, like we wouldn't be, you know, because they've been saying historically, you know, we're not necessarily at like an all-time high for police shootings of black men. It's no, just that we know about them now. happening over and over and over yeah. again when we right. didn't know about them before. And I guess, you know, I've been seeing articles yeah. about how, you know, the rates are equally high and catastrophic mm-hmm. for Latino men and Native American people. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just black people, but it's, you know, right. all people yeah. of color and their interactions with police. So yeah. it's really a catch 22 because, like you said, it's already been happening, but we just didn't have the meet the uh, cameras and stuff. But it's like, we wouldn't need the cameras or to show it if people just actually believed black and brown people when they tell them what happens to them. But Mm -hmm. nobody believes you when you tell them. So then you have to show it on camera because then it can be like... But even then when they show it on camera, they have the body cams. It feels like even with that, nothing ever really happens. It's like, okay, we saw that and it was terrible, but... Okay, mm-hmm. they're still on administrative leave, and we're still going to, you know, see what happens. Paid yeah. administrative leave. Exactly. They're on a paid vacation. Yeah. They shoot somebody, and they go on a paid vacation. Yeah. Yeah, so one of my, um, one of my fellow Facebook friends was t- complaining about a racist friend of theirs posting an article about, well, why doesn't anybody care about this white kid getting shot by the police? And mm-hmm. What a story. And I read the story, and I was like, huh, because maybe because at the end of that story, it talks about how the um, police officer's actually been charged with second-degree murder in this case. And yeah. He's actually going right. to court, and that never happens right. for any of these black kids. And Yeah, I mean, there, there are multiple angles to everything. Yeah. You know, there, there's the you know, the coverage of it. There's, you know, the the question of are we going to get justice? Yeah. Um, which I think is a total separate conversation, really, mm-hmm. of how do we stop this from happening? Yeah. Like, um, in the Freddie Gray case, so far, they've had a mistrial and one acquittal. It's like, how do I go from you arrest me for nothing, for basically running the other way, yeah. and... You you have me in your custody. You're supposed to be making sure, like, I'm safe. I'm in your custody. And before we even get to the jail, I'm dead and you're not at fault. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I really cannot comprehend that. I, I just, yeah. 
Right. But I mean, but then again, I mean, we don't have video of it, but still, that's just, I don't think anybody can see that or know about that and be like, that's okay. Like, and also the same case with Sandra Bland, like you take me in for nothing, basically, just because you're angry because you you see that I got an attitude or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And and now she's dead. Like, I I don't understand it. Like, so. I don't know. It yeah. seems like either you're going to shoot me and execute me like right there on the street mm-hmm. or I'm going to get to jail and be killed or I'm just going to be put in prison to be free labor. Like, I yeah. don't know. I feel like um, I, told, I told my mom I'm going to start calling them their, by their original name, which is slave patrols. Mm-hmm. And slave patrols are not here to protect you. Slave patrols are either here to catch you and execute you or to put you back on the field, a.k.a. prison for free labor. And that's what they're here for black and brown people. They're not here to, you know, like I said, be there to help you. They're slave patrols. That's mm-hmm. how they started. That's the beginning. That's their history. And it feels like really nothing has changed from that and but I'm really what I'm happy about that happened this week is that a lot of conservative media actually wrote there was like a couple of articles written by a couple of different um conservative sites talking about you know what now that I've seen this I realize that my privilege has blinded me about what it really is to be black in America and I was just like so shocked and you know shocked by the things that Newt Gingrich said about you know regular white people don't know what it's like to be black in America. Like they don't understand. I was like, are we in the twilight zone right now? (laughs) But I mean, I'm happy that they, again, it's sad that nobody believes us, our own Mm -hmm. personal experiences. Like, but some people will only hear that. They'll only know that and really digest it, hearing it from a specific source, like Newt Gingrich or from Breitbart or Red State or something from them, like actually saying, you know what, this is crazy. This shouldn't be happening. And, we should talk about it. And so I'm happy that that, you know, even though it's, it sucks that all of this had to happen first, but I'm happy that if I can take anything from it, that those other people are finally starting to realize that, you know what, this crazy shit actually happens and we should talk about it because people are not lying when they say that they're being, uh, you know, unfairly targeted by the police. Like this right. is happening mm-hmm. and now we're going to talk about it. So, so that's where I was at uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president spoke then. Um, president Obama said, um, what's clear is these fatal shootings are not isolated incidents. Mm-hmm. They are symptomatic of the broader challenges within our criminal justice system, the racial disparities that appear across the system year after year, and the resulting lack of trust that exists between law enforcement and too many of the communities they serve. So the president said that. He said a lot more on Thursday. He was very subdued. Mm-hmm. He almost looked like he was going to fall asleep. I was confused. Yeah. I, I sat there watching him, and I was like, this is the most quiet I've ever heard this man speak. I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously is, you know, not happy is an understatement. Yeah. Um. But I, I was I was puzzled. I sat yeah. there and I watched him and I thought, wow, this is not the reaction mm-hmm. that I expected. Yeah. You know, seeing two black men murdered and hearing mm-hmm. a black president talk about this. This wasn't yeah. the reaction I expected. He's yeah. he's toned down. I didn't yeah. get it. I think even my I think that the the reason he was like that, because I felt like that was sort of my own reaction because even though I was very angry about it, but at the same time, it's like, it gets to be like so much, like so heavy, like weighing on you, thinking about it, seeing it. It's just where you get to a point like, okay, this has happened like so many times now. Like, are we really going to do something different this time? Is it really going to change this time? Like, it's just, I don't, it don't, it's just like uh, it's just so heavy. It's like you can't if you if you've ever um, it reminded me of living with an alcoholic. If you ever lived with an alcoholic, which I did growing up, then you know that and you try to have interventions like something happens, something bad happened. You try to have an intervention. But, 
you, and you know, the person says they're going to change, but they never change. Right. And, you know, and then so you get to a point where it's just like, okay, I love you, but I have to emotionally disconnect from you because I can't be connected to you like that because you, you've proven to me too much that you're just not going to change and you keep hurting me. And I feel like right now, that's the relationship I feel like I have with America right now. Mm-hmm. It's an abusive relationship and it's dysfunctional and I just have to emotionally cut myself off from you because you've proven that you're just going to keep hurting me and nothing's going to change and I feel like that's how black America feels with America (laughs) right now and that's how the so that's how the president was feeling I think that's how black America feels I think at that point in time at that exact moment on Thursday I Mm -hmm. think the president's thoughts were I need to condemn this and I cannot encourage more violence Mm -hmm. and I think I think the you know if if there was a reason that he toned down his remarks on Thursday, it's because the last thing in the world he ever wanted to see was what happened Thursday night. Yeah, and he could not be, he didn't want to encourage any additional violence. Mm-hmm. He can't be politically blamed for encourage. I mean, he got blamed for it, oh, of, of course, course and that was complete yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but it's always Obama's fault. Yeah, but yeah, thanks Obama. Thanks, thanks Louis Gomer from Texas. <laughs> like, okay, but. Yeah, I, I, I think he was probably internally experiencing a lot of those same emotional reactions that you've just described, but he can't shove that onto the country mm-hmm. because, you know, what he's looking at is like a giant pool of gasoline. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's really trying to be the fire extinguisher here. <laughs> um, and that's going to yeah. piss people off but he really did not want to see violence and he doesn't want to see violence that, you know, it's, it's, I don't think you can blame this on like the black lives matter movement, but no. it's going to be just in fact, I mean, people setback. already have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and so he did not want to see Thursday yeah. night happen. He did not want to see police and civilians mm-hmm. be targeted violently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so that's, that's what made it hard to try and record Friday. Yeah. You know, because I'm looking at this from, you know, we, we are not a gun violence organization, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a gun prevention. We're not a gun control organization. Mm -hmm. We're an abortion protection organization. Mm -hmm. We're dedicated to clinics. Yeah. At many times outside our clinics, we have a uniformed police officer Mm -hmm. who's standing there protecting Protecting. the situation. Mm -hmm. In Colorado Springs, there were three people that were killed. One of them was the cop, and he yeah. was trying to stop things. Um, we just had city council meetings mm-hmm. where we talked about clinic protection. And that that first meeting, mm-hmm. the Columbus Police Department was represented by one of their own who was a black female mm-hmm. yeah. talking mm-hmm. about the importance of the police in protecting not just clinics and staff, but making sure that, yeah. you know, protests are de-escalated, that everybody's following the law outside of an mm-hmm. abortion clinic. The very next week, same thing, different representative, Columbus Police Department, mm-hmm. a black man mm-hmm. talking about, you know, they're not there to take sides. They're there to pr- make sure that everyone is protected. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel the anger. I look at Baton Rouge and Alton Sterling, and he is mm-hmm. my age. And that yeah. was my first thought is, oh, my God, I know what this kid looked like in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what toys he was playing with at a certain age and what video games. And, mm-hmm. you know, he and I were that exact same age when we saw, you know, in mm-hmm. the 80s, Michael Jackson moonwalk <laughs> and Michael Jordan dunk a basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. As as a white kid in Ohio and a, a black kid in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, he and I grew up in completely different worlds. But I just, I know what this kid was like when he was five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really liked that kid. Mm-hmm. He was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and then in Minnesota, the first thing I saw on Facebook was somebody whose children go to the elementary school yeah, where uh-huh. yeah. he, he like ran the cafeteria. Ca- mm-hmm. And this was like the nicest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. And so I want to be furious yeah. about, th- I am furious about their murders, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just as a citizen and professionally, I rely on the police all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out, and, you know, 
I think the president's in the same spot and, and his world's much more important than mine. Um, <laughs> but how do you condemn mm-hmm. these murderers and the yeah. individuals that murdered them mm-hmm. and, you know, not condemn America's law mm-hmm. enforcement, yeah. but get yeah. them to change? You know? Yeah. Well, I think Alicia Garza who is way smarter and more articulate She's than making I a, will ever be. an argument that is is difficult for me. Well, but, but she's making, when I saw her on, she was one of the first things I saw when we finally got home and I turned the TV on and actually started watching some of the coverage. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I saw on MSNBC and she was talking about how the Black Lives Matter movement isn't there just to make black America safer. Yeah. Right. That if the police were doing the right thing and they weren't cold-blooded murdering black men in the streets, right. Dallas wouldn't have happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, this guy could have been, I mean, he obviously had issues, so he was probably yeah. going to be radicalized in some way, shape or form somewhere, yeah. you know, to do something awful, but it wouldn't yeah. have happened in that same way. So when she articulated this, you know, the words that, you know, she said, what's better than I'm ever going to now that, you know, this is why what happened in Dallas is why we're doing black lives matter. Why black matters lives matter is so important because black lives matter protects everyone. It makes this world better for everyone. You know, black lives matter means all lives matter. When we start going into all those discussions that we don't even have time to go into today, (laughs) you know, like if black lives matter, drop the linguistics analysis of the phrase and just accept it for what it's worth. Yeah, exactly. But you know, by, by ensuring that black lives matter, everybody's better. And, and, and when I, when, when she said, because obviously black lives matter, is being blamed whether they're not responsible or not. And they are not responsible because they not are leading all. peaceful protests. And this guy was not associated with them in right. any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you know, this is why the movement is so important and so, is so critical to continue. And it is kind of sad too, that, you know, things like this happened in Dallas where they seem to be doing the right mm-hmm. thing. You know, right. their yeah. police chief, I was reading, you know, and the year that he came on or the year before he came on, there were 140 something or whatever police shootings in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And like in the last year there were under 20, you know, they made changes. They taught their cops how to deescalate. They right. taught their cops not to grab their guns first shot. You know, like yeah. they taught them how to better handle these situations and they're doing yeah. it better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we've seen in Dallas too, is that, you know, the, the citizens of Dallas are, are not rioting in the streets and those yeah. kinds of things. They are peacefully protesting and they are, you know, working with mm-hmm. the cops. And, you know, that's what we've kind of seen afterwards as well. Yeah. Right. Somebody wrote a post that I saw. was like, I thought that kind of like spoke to me because, um, again, I see, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of on the fence about whether we need police or not because I've seen many articles saying that we could do it better. We could have it um, where we have community patrols or, you know, different things because I feel like it's an institution. Again, the history of the institution, it was a slave patrol. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like when you have something that started that way, how are we really going to fix it to make it serve everyone? Right. Because a lot of people say the criminal justice system doesn't work for black people. Some people say it works exactly how it's supposed to because it wasn't uh-huh. meant for you to work for you in the first place. Right. So and and so the, what they said is that it's that when you call the police, you don't get an option to say I want a good cop, not a bad cop. So I don't I can't I don't have the luxury of saying okay, but. You know, most of them are good. I'm sure most of them are good. But at the same time, when when you're the one pulling me over, are you one of the good ones? Or are you mm-hmm. going to shoot me? Like I don't right. know. And so for me, that's the that's the problem. Um, so again, do we need police? I mean, probably, yeah. Um, but again, I think that the whole institution needs to be. I don't know. I feel like the whole institution just needs to be broken down from the top to the bottom um, because I've just seen too many people. I've seen someone, I've seen a conversation happening 
on Facebook um, with someone who had really negative comments to say. And then a few comments later, I found out I found out that he himself is a police officer. Mm. So you have those comments. You have that mindset. And even in his comments, he said, I've arrested more white people than black people. But you still have the bias towards the black people like you say right. that i'm seeing that right now so again are you going to be the one who pulls me over i don't know so i can't take that chance so i need all of and if until the good ones start calling out because the bad thing is it's like when people talk about oh well then they don't want to talk about black on black crime when someone kill when another black person kills another black person in the neighborhood then we say what that black person did was wrong terrible and they should go to jail but the problem with them is that they seem they never can seem to say that that is a bad cop and he did something bad and he deserves to be punished. It's like, again, he has to be protected. And in anything they do or say, it's like in this shield bubble of protection and none of the other police can say, you know, that was a bad thing. And so for me, until they're able to do that without feeling like there's going to be repercussions for me saying that what that cop did was bad, then the whole system is wrong because the good ones don't feel like they can stand up and say that they shouldn't be doing this. And that's the, that's the whole problem. Mm -hmm. But again, um, again, I know that there's ones out there that do a great job. Um, but just the institution that they are in is a bad institution because the way it was built, it was to, oppress people of color Mm -hmm. and so and that's what and that's what it's still doing you know a hundred years later so i I don't know we'll we'll have to see where it goes but right right now honestly i'm i'm on the fence of whether we need to have as much law enforcement as we Mm -hmm. have right that's that's you know that's the argument that alicia garza is making Mm -hmm. where you know, I mean, I we've we've seen her personally speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the you know world of respect for her, mm-hmm. but she's talking about uh, defunding police departments, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm not opposed to what she's saying, but I really pause when she's talking about that. And, yeah, and you know, I'm all for the idea of removing many of the military. You know, I, I Ferguson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, St. Louis, when they had that giant armored vehicle moving down the yeah. street, you know, that was a huge problem that the police were using that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, defunding police departments, you know, mm-hmm. at the exact moment when we're watching, you know, bullets hail down on officers in Dallas. Yeah. Trying to make the argument that, you know, they need to have less support. Mm-hmm. Um. You say community patrol, and I swear to God, I hear lynch mob. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I I need a professional police force. Are they professional, though? They're not. I I recognize (laughs) them. You know, how how we turn, you know, how we turn that, Mm -hmm. you know, that Ferguson light militia into a demilitarized, but yet... Fully I think supported Van police force. Jones, I'd... who um, he has a lot of law enforcement in his family, and he was making the point that at this point in time, we focus so much on after somebody does something wrong, then you know how are you going to discipline them instead of you know at the front end with the hiring. Mm-hmm. It seems at the front end with the hiring, they should be doing more like psychological evaluation. Does this person have implicit bias? Do they have a bias they don't even realize? But right. It, they that's not really taken into account and i feel like yeah like they they should have been vetted a lot more um well who's screening the screeners for those you know i mean true yes that's that's you know better better recruitment yeah uh, you know more selective recruitment and a lot of the people because and at the same time a lot of the people who have been in these incidents you find out later that they've had multiple incidents against them already or they were fired Mm -hmm. from this place and then got hired again at this place it's like why no why is that happening like that shouldn't be happening yeah i mean the the cop who murdered 12 year old tamir rice had you know previously been on a different police force and they said that yeah. he was not mentally stable he would not react well in a high stress situation and, and guess what they, they yeah, yeah cleveland hired him and he got in a high stress situation and in two seconds he gunned down a 12 year old 
in a park playing on an afternoon. It wasn't even actually a high stress situation. No, it wasn't a high stress situation. That's how inappropriate he was. He created the the high stress situation. He built it to the point where he needed to murder a twelve year old in a park. And and, And it seems like a lot of those guys, um, again, like with Sandra Bland. Instead of de-escalating the situation, mm-hmm. it's like they it's for those specific ones. It's like they seem that if you question me in any way, mm-hmm. then I'm going to show you that I'm the the authority yeah. here and I have the power, and so I'm going to you know wield that over you. And I, I like Jesse Williams' speech that so you said. You know, she might. They say we're free, but she might be alive if she hadn't acted so free. So you're really mm-hmm. not that free. You're right. really not that. And it's like. To say that you should be respectful and, like, um, you know, comply with the commands, like, of course. But at the same time, it's like, again, it's making me feel like slave yeah. control. Like, yes, master, no master. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Lay yeah. down. Okay. Like, why do I have to do that? Mm-hmm. And when you pull over a white woman, does she have to do that? No. Like, No. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, it's interesting. We always hear all the time about how the American State Department says, you know, don't travel to this country because it's dangerous or that country if it's dangerous. Yeah. The Bohemian government, so the government of the Bahamas, has actually issued a travel warning for its citizens traveling to the United States. And that was part of what the travel warning said. For young black men. Yeah. If you are pulled over by the authorities, you know comply with every single order act, you know, completely contrite, do not challenge, do not, you know, make sudden movements, do not. I mean, yeah. this is a foreign government warning yeah. its citizens about, about the coming United States, States government military. and, and I law mean, enforcement. Law enforcement, which yeah. is really a military at this yeah. point. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's not... so hilarious, though. I mean, there's somebody on the beach in the Bahamas and they're like, oh, I shouldn't go to Pittsburgh. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why the hell they would want to come here right. anyway? I know, sure am. Uh-huh. Um, okay, we didn't discuss before we started recording <laughs> mm-hmm. the That's What She Said. It absolutely, I'm, I'm making this choice myself, <laughs> okay. absolutely goes to Warrensville Heights police officer Nakia Jones, uh, a black woman who's a law enforcement officer who recorded a video after the shooting of Alton Sterling. Very mm-hmm. powerful video. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, she called out her fellow police officers, yeah, which she did. I, I think needs to be happening in every community across the country. She said, if you're white and you're working in a black community and you are racist, you need to be ashamed of yourself. You stood up there and took an oath. This is, if this is not where you want to work, then you need to take your behind somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it was incredibly brave of her to post that mm-hmm. online. She got mm-hmm. national attention for it. Um, so I was, you know, very proud to hear that, that that voice was coming from Ohio. Um, <laughs> so she gets that that's what she said. Yes. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to give the walk of shame to the NRA who could not defend oh, yeah. a concealed carry person. Boo. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. If, if you guys can't stand up for people who are following the law and doing concealed carry the yeah. way it's meant to be done and killed for it. Then why does he the got a gun exist? like you told us to? Like he got no, a he permit. didn't tell you to get a gun. That's what the most obvious thing is. Like you tell everyone, you know. Yeah. And he got a concealed carry permit. I mean, he did. This guy did everything right, and he still ended up dead. Yeah. Yep. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I I don't support concealed carry, but he no. did everything legally. Yes. He did everything legally. True. Yeah. And, you know, and no one should ever die for a broken taillight. No, no. Um, My mom actually told me that she was thinking about getting a concealed carry in Georgia because the hotel where she works at, I mean, there's some sketchy people there sometimes, Mm but, I mean, I don't feel like it's a terrible place. But, I mean, that scares me because I'm like, why do you feel like you need to go and get a gun and... And what if something happens and like it's going to be turned on either it's going to be turned on you, either it's going to be you're going to have an encounter with police and it's going to be seen as, oh, you you have a gun Mm -hmm. and it's just not going to be good. Like, I think um, I think that's the other thing we saw from this, which Mm -hmm. I mean, we I mean, we already knew this, but Second Amendment is not for black and brown people. I mean, that's obvious, but. Again, we already knew this because Ohio's an open carry state and Tamir Rice and John Crawford are dead. Mm-hmm. So He's uh, carrying toy guns. Toy yes. guns. I know, not <laughs> yeah. even real guns, toy guns, but mm-hmm. you, you're, you're dead. So, I mean, I just think that 
I don't know. So a lot of people think that that's the way to um, get rid of the Second Amendment, or at least to get stronger gun laws, is for <laughs> you know black um, and brown people to start arming themselves. Well, and then the NRA would be for stronger uh, gun laws yeah, immediately. Probably. Apparently, that's going to get tested. Oh, um, it is? At, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to move on to our agenda of the RNC, uh, uh, I guess the Black, Panther, Black Panthers have announced that they intend to mm-hmm. open carry at the RNC. And so is some white supremacist yes. groups. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that already. The, the Black Panthers came in yesterday, I think it was, and said that they yeah. were going to. Well, the white folks were going to do it. So you're going to have I hope fully we plan armed... being far away from all of them. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with any right. of them. Yeah. Yeah, fully armed Klansmen and Black Panthers. This is another thing, though, in this whole, I mean, going yeah. back to toy guns versus real guns. Mm-hmm. Inside the security security zone yeah. not the queue itself because the queue itself is saying that no guns the queue is the arena in cleveland yes. where the event uh-huh. happens and where lebron james plays basketball let's yes. remember that happy <laughs> stuff that happens there not everything. the important stuff uh-huh. the queue is the hall of fame and walk of shame all in one yes. building <laughs> um but so the building itself is supposed to be a no gun zone, but inside the security perimeter that they've set up in Cleveland around all the event venues, you're not allowed to bring water guns, but you're allowed to bring real guns. I don't even you're have not allowed words. to bring a metal tipped umbrella. Yes. But you can bring in an AK 47. Or it was like, or like hard mm. fruits, or like it was stuff you could throw. It right. was, it was like the list who of things about you. All of this other stuff, and people can bring in a gun. Yeah, like who cares? Like I can throw an orange at you from three feet away, and it might like hit you and bounce off. But a sniper could be in that building over there, three blocks away, and shoot you down. Yes. Like, which one's gonna do more damage? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, again, continuing the ridiculousness on, on things, that's what's going on, too. That I mean, that's No water guns, not, but real guns I mean, totally that's fine. just craziness waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Craziness waiting to happen. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's already gotten started. Um, billboards have gone up. Um, pro-choice mm-hmm. billboards from some Yay. of our friends uh-huh. at the uh, National Institute of Reproductive Health. Mm-hmm. And preterm. And preterm. Uh, and preterm. Um, and anti-abortion <laughs> billboards have gone up by other people. And there's a airplane circling the, uh, city of Cleveland, uh, by created equal, the mm-hmm. anti-abortion extremists with some dumb banner. Uh, so the, the insanity has already started. Uh, it's only the Wednesday before the event. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland just has to survive another week. Right. Week. Uh, so I want to <laughs> give a plug Cleveland. to, uh, I, we'll, we'll talk about it again uh, and let's get it on. But uh, our event is on Thursday of the RNC, Slurricane mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, we've got the co-creator of The Daily Show, Liz Winstead, along with Alonzo Bowden, who you know from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and Frank Conniff, who's Mystery Science Theater 3000's Frank mm-hmm. Conniff. <laughs> Uh, the three of them and some other comedians are going to be on stage during Trump's speech on Thursday of the RNC. Uh, that's July 21st. Uh, you can get um, 7 p.m. VIP reception tickets. They're 75 bucks at comedyrnc.brownpapertickets.com. Um, so that is, that's like our big official thing mm-hmm. at the RNC. Um, which is not in the immediate downtown. So if you want to yeah. participate in <laughs> protesting safe. but don't need a gas mask and <laughs> you can have a cocktail in hand, then join us. Um, yes. This seems like a much better place for me to be. Because the laugh. rest of it's going to be insane. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a shit show, but we're going to have Completely fun. Completely insane. Yes. From from a safe distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, what's, what's all going to happen? Yeah, There's still delegates knows. who say that they're going to, you know, take over. Trump says it's going to be Hollywood. There's going to be people with a lot of guns outside. <laughs> I mean, it's just Cleveland. Poor Cleveland. Yeah. So all those already people, been through all those so people much. who were like, yeah, 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 we're on a convention. And I was like, no, 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 I really don't think you do. I right. think I, I get a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't think they want it. No. Um. So John Kasich has not uh, endorsed Trump. He's uh, not, not attending. Speaking and not, not attending. Speaking, not attending. 
I, I still think that he's holding out for some sort of Cleveland miracle, hoping that <laughs> the delegates will rebel, that something will yeah. happen, and then he'll be like, hey, I'm still eligible. Yeah. Uh, even though he's not because he never won eight states. No. Uh, Ted Cruz is eligible. Um, oh, you have to have won eight states to be eligible? Unless they change the rules, which I don't think they can do anymore. No, because they, 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 they approved the, rules. the platform yeah. yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're, they've already got people up there like making the official GOP platform. It's uh-huh. horribly anti-choice, really racist. It's like they have that pornography mm-hmm. is a public health issue. <laughs> I find Zika that isn't. very funny. Zika's not. Zika's not. Yeah. Porn is. Gun violence is not. Porn is. Porn is. Uh, apparently there's a line in there that um, stresses that college campuses should not be held responsible for sexual assaults that oh, take place. Nice. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean... If if you want to see all the things that we stand for, I mean, technically, Narrow Pro-Choice Ohio uh-huh. is a nonpartisan organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look at the Republican platform and yeah. find something that we stand for. Good luck. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it is. So uh, the rest of the week, we're looking forward to figuring out who Trump's VP is going to be. We think yeah. that's coming out on Friday. Yeah. Um, Mike Pence was one of the people who was brought up. Um, mm-hmm. My friends in Indiana would love to see him leave for a little while. He has a really low. Well, I was uh, hearing them talk about him yesterday on the news. And, you know, they're talking about all his, you know, people that he's thinking of and giving the pros, cons. And they were like, oh, well, Mike Pence, um, he would solidify the base and that he had the... um, Religious Liberty Bill, which could be good or bad, depending Blew on which side face, you are. But, yeah. um, but apparently he doesn't have a very high favorable rating or <laughs> in a, approval rating in Indiana. And also they say that Indiana is not a swing state, but... It's, it's not, not as red. <laughs> it's not as red as it once was. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it may have well, gone from that, brick um, red to that, crimson. Well, I mean, no, they're not going to, Democrats are not going to win it. But, you know, in certain states, you don't necessarily have to win. You just have to make sure the other side doesn't win as big. Yeah. Right. And so the, they were saying that's one of those states where possibly they can make it so that Trump doesn't win as big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mike Pence that I know, um, isn't Governor Pence. Mm-hmm. It was Congressman Mike Pence mm-hmm. um, who led the really the first of this sort of modern anti-choice era yeah. uh, national push to defund Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. I was working with Planned Parenthood back in 2010, 2011 when mm-hmm. he shoved that bill forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually organized a whole bus trip to D.C., mm-hmm. um, you know, thousands of people showed up uh, to protest the Pence Amendment mm-hmm. um, to okay. to nationally just knock out Planned Parenthood, which we were able to beat back thanks to um, Sherrod Brown mm-hmm. uh, and Barack Obama, uh, you know, and, and the other leadership in the Senate mm-hmm. who said, no, there's no way in hell this is passing. Um, but it was the Pence Amendment. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. who... Mike yeah. Pence is to me. Um, yeah. Indiana has got a ton of anti-choice mm-hmm. bills. He would yeah. be a, just a nightmare of a VP. Uh, the other big name is Newt Gingrich, mm-hmm. um, you know, former Newt. speaker. Uh, and people are <laughs> thinking that there's a really good chance that it's going to be him because apparently just yesterday Fox News dropped him officially from the payroll mm-hmm. because he can't be on their payroll and a VP nominee at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they think that's... Maybe a, a big sign. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I saw on Facebook yesterday was um, somebody commenting on how the Republican platform supports traditional marriage. And they were asking which one of the six marriages between Newt Gingrich and Donald Trump was the <laughs> traditional, traditional one. Because, um, I mean, that that's... That's, that's the hypocrisy. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... Yeah. You we, say six marriages between Newt Gingrich and Donald Trump, and I pictured them getting married <laughs> Now that yeah. would be fun. Um, you mean that between the two, two of them, them, they've had marriages to other people? Yes, like, six times. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you've got this platform talking about traditional marriage and you've got your candidates who, you know, and again, time and time again, Republicans in bathrooms hitting on people. And, you know, like, yeah. stop with the 
ridiculous hypocrisy of yeah. you know your platform supposedly saying you're ideological uh, ideologically pure and conservative and amazing and then who you put forward doesn't reflect that at all in their lives i i never get their obsession with sex they are obsessed mm-hmm. with sex yeah i mean they, they I get are. being obsessed with sex, but just having that yeah. side of it. They're obsessed with it in a negative way. They're obsessed. That I like, don't get. They're obsessed like, with making sure you don't have sex, and yeah, you don't have sex, exactly. and I don't have sex, and it's nobody like has sex. You do it in this heteronormative way, even mm-hmm. though some of them, I'm sure, are in the closet. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't, I don't understand it. Why? And it's like America has moved past this. Yes. The majority of people, marriage equality has already been the law of the land. A majority of people already agree with it. Why are you fighting it for something that's not even going to be overturned? It's already been, I mean, it's already said mm-hmm. a lot. I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't understand Republicans. Help me. <laughs> there is no helping you. I'm sorry, honey. There is no, there is no ability to understand. understand. No logic. Yeah. Like, why? Can you think of something else to put on your platform? Besides traditional marriage and pornography is bad, like... I'm sure taxing rich people is also bad and taxing poor people is good. I'm, I'm sure there are those pieces, too. True, so. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, the, on the other side of uh, the ticket, um, on the other side of the ballot, uh, Hillary Clinton um, uh, apparently has asked Elizabeth Warren to speak as a primetime mm-hmm. speaker at the DNC, mm-hmm. but early in the week. And yeah. so okay. the people the who are VP reading, slot. yeah, <laughs> yeah. they don't yes. think it's going to be her, which personally I'm kind of crushed by. Yeah. Um, uh, yesterday, the other news was uh, that she was endorsed by Bernie Sanders officially. The two mm-hmm. of them appeared at an event, which mm-hmm. I was kind of yeah. like, eh, okay. He already yeah. said he's voting for it- her. <laughs> Uh, and then at the same time, his campaign spokesman was like, that doesn't mean we're ending the campaign. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. I'm like, yo, you're unemployed. Face it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they? Okay. That yeah. was the official statement. Was, we're still yeah. marching on. I'm like, I don't understand Republicans what? and I don't understand Bernie Sanders campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Look, I well, get that he's pushing towards <laughs> political ideals. But it's over, man. It's not a presidential <laughs> campaign anymore. No. no. Well, and that's what they did transition to. I mean, in all honesty, you know, they, they did work really hard on the platform and it did pull the platform left, which I'm really excited about. Yes, um, yes that is great. Yes. It's a good thing. And so, you know, it does show that, you know, that can continue to have momentum and he can continue to, you know, push for the ideals. And I, yesterday really was a, you know, and the only way that's going to happen is if Hillary Clinton becomes president of the United States. Right. Like I got my way in the platform in a lot of places and now we need to elect her because none of that shit's going to happen if Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and we've said this before, you, uh, you hold your enemies accountable, you hold Mm -hmm. your friends accountable. Um, so president Hillary, I'm really counting on a very strong Elizabeth Warren, Sherrod Brown, Bernie Sanders, you know, Mm -hmm. coalition in the Senate really pulling left as hard as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so in that way, I absolutely support Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, of course, some of his supporters were still being stupid yesterday, but you know, well, whatever. Yeah. I heard someone write, I'm People ready for the Trump apocalypse. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so the exact person you didn't want is not winning. So let me vote for this terrible. Burn it all down. Okay, good for you. You must have a, a lot going for you that you don't have to worry about a Trump presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Some privilege there, just yeah. a little. Just a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, Obama came in. Big mm-hmm. Democratic wins in 08. Mm-hmm. In 2010, huge. We got slaughtered. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's really no other way to say yes. that than that. Yes. We did. And yeah. then 2012, big Democratic wins. 2014, we got, we got slaughtered. slaughtered. So I think they're thinking, well, you know, you bring in a president uh, for one party, and then in the midterms, you, get... you absolutely crush back the other way. Yeah. So I think that's their idea, mm-hmm. which, you know. Okay, we wouldn't get there. crushed if y'all would vote. Yes. Um, You know, okay, elect Donald Trump and then have everybody just get really pissed. And in the midterms, Mm -hmm. 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, just swamp Congress with Democrats in an anti-Trump reaction. But in two years. That's a hell of a gamble. Yeah. In two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg 
ain't getting any younger. Right. No. Briar's not getting any younger. No. Um, she's holding on, though. She's still in good health. She still does push-ups. Uh-huh. She's holding on, and she's speaking her mind. Oh, yes, my God, she yes, is. she is. Uh, she said, I can't fabulous. imagine what this place would be. I can't imagine what the country would be with Donald Trump as our president. For uh-huh. the country, it could be four years. For the court, it could be... I don't even want to contemplate that. Yes. She I don't, said, even I don't want, want it. Either. No, I'm with her on that yeah. one. <laughs> she said, now is the time for us to move to New Zealand. Um, <laughs> so that's the notorious RBG. And become Kiwis. Uh, Donald Trump was incredibly rude. I mean, it's, it's kind of a rare thing for a Supreme Court justice to be making yes. you know, those comments. But mm-hmm. uh, he tweeted back, Justice Ginsburg of the U.S. Supreme Court has embarrassed us all by making very dumb political statements about me. <laughs> Her mind is shot. Resign. What? That's what Donald Trump tweeted, calling for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg to Her resign. mind is shot? Right. Okay. Uh, he never had one, so there's no, no one to shoot. Seriously. So. Yeah. No. Uh, so that's, uh, that's national politics. <laughs> Ain't life grand. <laughs> That is why more, what was it, 13% of people would rather a big, huge meteor just hit Earth than, you know, (laughs) than than to vote for um, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. That was my favorite PPP poll ever. That's like not a small percentage. No, it was a decent chunk of people. Be obliterated. Yes. Like, is it that bad? Like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. After the the last week. blow it all up and start over. Oh, really? It's like, I mean, oh, I saw another meme that said, have you tried shutting America off and restarting it? Like, have Unplug we, it have for 15 we tried seconds this? And... Rebooting the router? I mean, maybe we haven't. Maybe we should. Maybe that's our issue. I mean, the, the literal version of that would be a constitutional convention, which scares the shit out yes. of me. We mm. cannot... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the debate we had over, uh, not to go too far, but the debate we had over at Ohio Voice about whether you should appoint or elect judges. <laughs> and it's like, you know, part of me says, you know, you should always give the vote to the people. The other part of me says that some of the people should um, to get the vote to get the vote up for two. Maybe we shouldn't get the vote to those people. But no, it's it's complicated issue. Yes. Yeah. If we had a constitutional convention, like... That's mm-hmm. the thing, is that all the stupid people would be able to come to Right, mm-hmm. right. I You'd mean, have yeah. armed Klansmen standing outside. And the joy yeah. of our constitutional yeah. rights. God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous and scary, all in one <laughs> right. wrapped package. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving up to the Title IX Sports Report. Um, the, oh, the we return. haven't had one of those in a while. I know. Uh, did you watch Wimbledon? No. Serena Williams? I heard what happened, though. Go uh, Serena. She's awesome. Yeah. She kicked ass. She not um, only won her own, but like she and her sister played doubles and like kicked ass that afternoon too. Oh, like the same day. Oh, they wanted the doubles too? Yeah, the same that afternoon. She she won the singles mm-hmm. in the morning and that afternoon she and Venus played doubles and they kicked butt there too. I can't imagine stepping Amazing. onto a tennis court and having to face both of them I know. sisters <laughs> at the same time. I mean they put up a decent fight for a little while, but I mean, you just knew that there was just no chance. You, you got to go into that thinking there's just no way in hell that we're yeah. ever going to win this. I, I just get the honor of playing them. I'm not actually going to win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we've we've talked about Serena before in the uh, Title IX Sports Report. Mm-hmm. Um, she won Wimbledon, which means that she has a total of 22 Grand Slam singles, which ties her with Steffi Graf, who was my favorite when I was a kid, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. um, for the most in the open era. Um, she didn't lose a set. The entire Wimbledon didn't lose a set. I, Has anybody I ever done that it. before? I th- probably. I don't know for sure, though. But yeah, I mean, it was a big, huge deal. I mean, she won everything in two. She never dropped a set. Right. Uh, so she's <coughs> now one of the greatest tennis players of all time. She was asked about mm-hmm. being, you know... One with, with, one of the greatest female yeah, athletes would, yeah. and her amazing response because she's Serena Williams is like, I like to prefer that I'm one of the greatest athletes ever. Yeah. Thank you very much. Right. Have you seen her abs? Like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Actually, there was a really good, and we'll put it in the, I'll find it and we'll put it in the show notes video of her. Like, so I had a guy in one of those like outfits that you put on somebody in a 
personal safety, you know, personal defense kind of training mm -hmm. and her with a tennis racket and tennis balls. And he says something that women hear all the, all the time out there, like you're a great athlete for a woman, or I don't really like women's athlete, uh, women's. Yeah. And so every time he speaks a word, she like whacks him with a tennis ball. It's it's actually pretty fabulously amazing. We'll put it in the show notes too, because it's another amazing (laughs) Serena Williams kind of moment. Okay. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Serena, of course, um, is making a bigger impact than just, uh, being one of the greatest athletes. Um, she was in Beyonce's video. Uh, she she's was. in Lemonade Twerking. Yes, she um, is. She's not, she's not a very good twerker, but she tried. <laughs> she is a just fine twerker. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, honey, us. you can go to Avalon on a Friday night. You'll see people twerking better than that. But oh. She tried. I still love you, Serena. Um, her twerking's not her thing. She just stick to tennis. Yeah. Uh, and Beyonce and Jay Z were at the match. Yes, I saw. Uh, yeah, live I saw to pictures. Um, and then also, you know, she has not held her tongue at all. Um, you know, in in terms of these police shootings, mm-hmm. you know, she she was kind of watching it all from London, mm-hmm. you know, very upset and, and quite vocal about, yeah. you know, how disturbing all of this is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for, for her to feel confident in speaking her mind like that, mm-hmm. um, and to kick ass, uh, yeah. so, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's, Serena is having a good 2016. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, like the rest of us. Well, and then also, um, too, to fly off the agenda for a second too, um, the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA team, um, located in Minneapolis, um, actually wore Black Lives Matter warm-up shirts um, at the game. And actually, the NRA has been very outspoken in what happened next, which was four of the off-duty police officers who were providing security mm-hmm. at the game walked off the job. Right. So they would rather have people not be protected then stand there while somebody makes a political protest. I mean, the police are there to preserve, right? Like, seriously, that's your right to free speech. And, you know, you were there being paid to do a job and you walked off the job at the last moment without any notice because you just didn't like somebody's T-shirt. Yeah. Right. So... I mean, it's like you should be against that because everything Alicia Garza said is true Mm -hmm. because it only because after what happened in Dallas, after I I don't even I don't know his name. I'm going to say his name. But after the shooter, Mm -hmm. the killer did what he did. um, Then there was other police officers I saw that went out to other calls and they got ambushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she was right in saying that when you when you have all this tension and people see terrible things happening, no, they their reaction shouldn't be then now I'm going to kill you. But some people take that mm-hmm. and that's what they, you know, that's how they take out their frustration. Yep. And so it's making it unsafe for all the other officers. So, yeah, why would you walk out? I mean, they are not saying anything personal against you. If you've done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, throw people down unnecessarily, you know, or talk to them any kind of way, then why is it offensive to you to say that other officers shouldn't be doing that? You should be for that Mm -hmm. so it can be safer for all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand why they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I added in here in the Title IX sports report, um, because it's almost like sports, Theresa May. Do you know who Theresa May is? No. As of today, she is the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. Uh, David Cameron uh, left because of the Brexit. Yeah. Um, I'm counting this as sports. Uh, they have their second female <laughs> Prime Minister. Uh, <laughs> after the men's singles uh, finals at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. uh, David Cameron was there. Uh, and Andy Murray, who won it, he acknowledged him in the crowd and said mm-hmm. that, yeah, you know, you think... Playing tennis is tough. I wouldn't even imagine what it's like <laughs> being the prime minister. Um, so it. David Cameron is out and a woman is in. Um, good luck, ladies. Yes. <laughs> well, she was supposedly she against the Brexit. Right? No. they have the election? No. She's... I shall be there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they not going to have an election? They do their elections totally different. The prime minister is picked by the party in charge yeah. of It's of closer to parliament. changing Speaker of the House. I yeah. Think. Oh. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, they don't actually necessarily vote on. And a lot of these parliamentary governments that exist other places, they vote like a party in to power in parliament, and then the party picks the leader who then runs. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's 
it's very a different way of doing things. But mm-hmm. yeah, she was against the Brexit, which will be interesting because now she gets to shepherd it through the process. Yeah. I don't know who volunteers for that job, but she must have some some ovaries, so go mm-hmm. get him. <laughs> well, I think they're regretting the Brexit now, uh-huh. but oh well. Yeah. It's too late, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Are you going to sing us into the next Yes. Session? Let's get it on. It's time for <laughs> Let's Get It On. <laughs> and what's happening, Gabe? Um, okay, just to give another plug to Slurricane Trump. Uh, July 21st, that is uh, Thursday. Doors open to the VIP reception at 7 p.m., $75. Tickets at comedyrnc.brownpapertickets.com. There's also general admission tickets, but we really want to see folks uh, at (laughs) 7 o'clock at the VIP reception. You'll get to meet the comedians and play some games and get a drink ticket. Fabulous carnival games. Um, Yeah. Uh, Liz Winstead co-created The Daily Show, Alonzo Bowden, uh, who you know from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, and then Frank Conniff with Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, are all going to be up on stage during Trump's speech while it's broadcast behind him. They're going to be cracking jokes the the entire time. It's going to be hilarious. Um, It's in Cleveland at the Bohemian National Hall, which is just outside of the downtown area. So it'll be easier to park, easier to get Mm -hmm. to. You won't need a gas mask. Mm -hmm. Um, There won't be any armed Klansmen or Black Panthers. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, So protest from a safe distance with us. (laughs) Yay. What else is happening, Randy? Oh, Youngstown Pride is Mm -hmm. happening this Saturday. It's from noon to nine. Okay. Downtown good. on East Federal Street. So yes. you're in Youngstown, you probably know where that is. Because <laughs> uh, we don't. Yeah. Annie will be down there. Um, she has a setup at nine. So if you're an early bird and want to help her set up, volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Or if you want to volunteer, or if you just want to stop by and say hi while she's down there, yep. come hang. It'll be fabulous. Yep. So, I had a lot of fun at all the festivals. We'll also be phone banking here this Saturday in Columbus at the office from 10 to noon. So if you're here, please join us. But again, you can volunteer by emailing us at volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Um, and we'll be sending out because we we're really going to be ramping up our um, making phone calls. So we'll be sending out an email with all the different um, times and places because we'll be doing here, Dayton, Cincinnati. So Cleveland, join us. Toledo. Cleveland, Toledo, if so, you're up north. So Saturday, July 16th is phone banking in Columbus mm-hmm. and Pride in Youngstown. Yep. Uh, Monday, July 18th at the RNC is the People's March, the People's Parade. Um, uh, NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio will be participating in that. Mm-hmm. Annie is up there. Uh, there may or may not be a giant uterus puppet in the world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. Hopefully there will be uterus. a giant uh, uterus so puppet. So if you see the uterus, um, <laughs> you, you can participate with Annie up there. Um, and, uh, yeah, last word is comedy, uh, rnc.brownpapertickets.com. Link for that is in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That's all we got. I don't know when, it, when you just said uterus just now, it made me think of a screenshot of the Pokemon Go, but it was like a uterus that you're floating around. We're trying to catch. It's like, look at the uterus. My uterus is the cuterus. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> On that note, go outside, yeah. take a walk. If you've got to chase Pokemon to do it, do yes. it. <laughs> Michelle Obama has been trying for eight years to get people to go outside. All I guess all we needed was a stupid app so you could chase imaginary monsters, but yes. go for it. It worked. Uh-huh. It. She okay. might be the secret creator. It's possible. We don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have fun. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.